It's a special edition of the Final Drive. Corey Labounty joined by a special guest in the studio here at WNSP. Antonio Coleman, defensive lineman, just verbally committed to the University of Alabama. Of course, he's a 6A state champion for the Saraland Spartans. Joined by Jermaine Rogers, his uncle, along with his father, Tony Rogers, in studio with us. Fellas, good morning, and it's always a pleasure to join you. Morning, 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 morning. Fellas, I, I want to jump right in. This is a great interview opportunity for everybody and the listeners to learn more about Antonio's story because there is a tremendous backstory behind it. And behind every successful person, there are people that made it possible. And that's why I wanted to have Jermaine and Tony in the studio with us. Antonio, here recently you committed to verbally committed to the University of Alabama. I know you have a teammate, Ryan Williams, who's also verbally committed to Alabama. But what made that decision for you to go to Tuscaloosa? What made a decision for me to uh, commit to Alabama is since I was a kid, I always wanted to go to Alabama. Uh, it always been a dream, and I just feel like uh, I'm fulfilling my dreams by committing to a school that I always wanted to go to. I know you had a chance to be in Tuscaloosa to see the Alabama versus Texas contest. That atmosphere, there's a great atmosphere that happens every Friday night at Saraland High School. You just look at the electric electricity that was exhibited when you guys played on national television on ESPN versus Lipscomb. But when you look at the atmosphere that you experienced for Alabama, Texas, was that the deciding factor when you get on the sidelines, see the big fellas warming up, popping the pads? Was that the deciding factor for you when you got into that environment? Yes, sir. That made me pull the trigger. Uh, and especially when they had the light show after, uh, it just felt like home. It just felt like uh, basically home. Now, you have your father here, Tony Rogers. Tony Rogers and I grew up together right in West Mobile. We attended elementary school together at John Will Middle School together at Hillsdale. And Tony went on to play football at Shaw High School, was a Shaw Rebel. And Tony, I know football was always in you. When we were growing up as kids, you always loved to play football. You had a chance to play at Shaw High School and then go on to Jackson State and have uh, an opportunity to continue your college career there. But to see your son be a dominant defensive lineman like you were at Shaw High School, how does that make you feel? Um, I can't I can't explain the feeling, but it's just like after the first game I seen him play, man, I was just I couldn't believe how good he was seeing him in person. Like I was like, man, is it it was unbelievable seeing him playing and yeah, he really liked that. <laughs> we'll set the table for you having the opportunity to see his first game. His first game that you had a chance to see in person was against Lipscomb, against a team that was nationally ranked on ESPN. We'll set the table to see how and why it was your first game getting an opportunity to see your son play. I know when decisions are made in life that make you – wonder and ponder one bad decision can cost you a lifetime having an opportunity to come out of federal prison having an opportunity to be incarcerated and not get a chance to see your son play in person 
I know that that was a difficult situation for you, but finally getting an opportunity to see him in the flesh, to see him put on that number and to represent knowing the type of player and the dominance that he had, set the table for that, Tony. Uh, well, I cried on the way to the game and on the way back from the game, and I was just so excited and proud and the way he showed his dominance on the field Friday night against a ranked opponent in the nation, man, I was just so proud of him. And after that game now, I told him, I said, you the best now. Now, what's interesting, too, is the fact that your brother, Jermaine Rogers, who works for the Mobile Police Department in the Homicide Division, he's known nationally on television yeah. as part of the first 48 series that runs on A&E and Jermaine being 10, 10 years younger than you having an opportunity to to see your brother and to see him be successful follow in your footsteps from a football standpoint there's a 10-year difference there you went to Shaw you see your brother go to Shaw talk about how happy you are for your brother yeah, I'm very happy for him. Um, I remember the day when he told me he was thinking about becoming a police officer and asked me what I think about it. Like I told him, anything that better you and better your lifestyle and just be a better person. And I was happy for him. I, I was, I'm his biggest fan. That's got to be uh, an interesting dynamic, Jermaine, for you knowing that, hey, look, my older brother... He made a, a bad decision. He was incarcerated. I can learn from his decision. I can learn to go ahead and be a public servant because nowadays there's such a bad relationship when it, you think about the fear of the police, right. uh, especially being an African-American. Right. And you having a chance to prep not only at Shaw High School going on and f furthering your academic career at Louisiana Lafayette playing right. football collegiately talk about where your mindset was growing up looking up to your brother who was 10 years older than you and the family dynamic knowing that your brother was a great football player right. and you would have an opportunity to follow in your brother's footsteps right even even as a kid of course I'm 10 years younger than my brother it's like I, I've always looked up to him always my entire life um growing up watch him play football at Shaw with Nardo with uh, Chris Samuels and all that. And I used to see those guys growing up, you know, playing ball. And, of course, that's what I wanted to do. I followed those footsteps right behind my brother. I wanted to be better than my brother. I wanted to get the show and have my stats way better than my brother. I was competitive at a young age. Even he was 10 years older than me. I mean, we were wrestling and all of that. It was just the competitive nature of it. And I took that throughout life. Uh, of course, when uh, when Big Tony got incarcerated, uh, I mean, we've talked all the time. From the 15 years he was in federal prison, we talked every single day, three times a day. Every chance he got to call me or call Latoni, he took that chance. And we talk about life. For 15 years, we talk about life. We talked about Latoni, about how he shouldn't, well, his route is not going to be the same as his dad right then. Uh, Tony, Big Tony, had, he went to Jackson State, you know, I mean, where he left off after that, that's I think that's where it went wrong. But he's able to tell his son about the wrongs and the paths that he went, so his son won't follow that. Latone is a three point with eight GPA at Sarah Land. I mean, and then he's also not just on the field; it's off the field also. 
so the things that I see, I try to pour into Lil Tony because I see a lot out here dealing with homicide. And with these teens, it's a lot. When you do see those homicide being part of the Mobile Police Department, homicide division, so many teenagers take the wrong path. Correct. And you have a chance to see so many teenagers make that bad mistake that can ruin the rest of their lives. But through football, through that extracurricular activities, whether it's building the community base and kickball games, just building relationships and rapport with the young people, you have a nephew yes. that is now you know, 16, 17, getting ready to be 18 years old here, moving forward. So you know what it's like having children of your own to be able to relate to the youth and to see the positive examples. I know we were talking off the air growing up Tell the listeners some of the people that were affiliated with the football program growing up for your nephew. Yeah, so I coached at uh, Eight Mile Park where some of the coaches were uh, Coach Skip, uh, Coach Scooter, um, and we had this team uh, at Eight Mile. We call ourselves First 48 Boys. And that group of boys, they were talented. You had guys like uh, CJ, which they call Green Pants. You had Kevin Malone. You had uh, Ryan Williams, Hollywood. You had uh, Damian McGaskin, who's a quarterback at Mobile Christian. Uh, you have Ty Tucker, the center at Viger. And also you had Scoop, which is the one of the linebackers at Mobile Christian also. And I know I'm probably missing a bunch of other guys, but that group was talented. And if you ever looked on my Facebook page, we have this um, this video of that group and just so talented. And, like, with those kids, it's just not about football. It's about life itself. And football changed a lot of people's lives, and it gave them something to lose. A lot of people want to play this game so bad, they're willing to do the right thing just to keep playing that game. And that's one of the things with me. I mean, I want to keep playing the game that bad to where I stayed out of trouble. And just listening to my brother, I mean, me seeing the mistakes that my brother made helped me. If my brother would have been doing a, you know, probably doing the right thing, who knows what my future would be. But I had to see somebody who messed up to get me right. And and it was my brother. But he's out now, and he's definitely going to make a change and try to better everyone else. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys in the studio here. We're joined by Antonio Coleman, the defensive lineman who was verbally committed to the University of Alabama, four-star, and I guarantee he's about to become a five-star defensive lineman, no question about it. Also, his father, Tony Rogers, and his uncle, Jermaine Rogers, all joining us here on the final drive. And this is just a fantastic story. You're looking at three generations of athletes, all who have had an opportunity to continue to further their careers through football. I mentioned Tony Rogers. Father Tony Rogers, when we were growing up, with one another. I've known Tony Rogers my entire life, coming out of Greenway in Westmobile, John Will Elementary School, Hillsdale Middle School. He goes on to Shaw, continues to be that dominant player. You played against some pretty daggum good players while you were at Shaw High School. Leonardo Carson, you battled. Kevin Sigler was on that Shaw squad, along with Chris Samuels. Talk about when you were playing against these guys who have gone on to have NFL careers, have gone on to great coaching careers, and what it meant for you to have football at Shaw High School as an outlet for yourself. Well... I played against I played against great talent in Shaw. I'm talking about great battling with uh, Chris every day. So I always knew when Chris made it to Alabama, I always knew like, man, I can play college football. I battled against the best. 
Chris was ranked in the nation, uh, one of the best players, and I battled with him every day in practice. So I always knew that I can go off to college and play. It's just when I got to college, when you told your whole life that you're going to go to the NFL, your whole life you told that. So you put all your eggs in one basket. And when college over with, and you done set all your eggs in one basket, there's no NFL teams calling, and it kind of looked dark. So a lot of times I try to tell my son in life, my goal for my son is not to go to the NFL. My goal for my son is to get a free college education and graduate. NFL is the last thing. That's for me. For me, what I want for my son is to get a college education, a free college education. It's not so much in the NFL, so I don't even talk to him about the NFL. I talk to him about going to college. That's my biggest thing with my son. It's not NFL, it's college. Antonio, when you hear those words coming out of your father's mouth, being able to communicate with your father the last 16 years, but knowing that on Friday nights he wasn't going to be able to physically be there and you were going to have to share through phone calls what it was going to be to you. When you hear him talk about the importance of education, when you see him overcoming the mistakes that he made, what does that mean to you personally? Uh, I, I, it mean a lot. Uh, I, I mean, if it, it made me feel like my dad cares about me, and you know, it made me feel like he loved about me, uh, loved me. Uh, a lot of things I used to hear when I was growing up is like people would say, like my dad in jail, so that's why I'm doing these bad things. I feel like it should be my dad's in jail, so uh, I should be doing good things to make him happy behind bars, and I feel like I did good things by playing football and make, and becoming a better person. You said a mouthful then. I, I know our listeners, I'm going to echo what he just said. Doing positive things to motivate himself and make his father happy and proud when he didn't have a chance to see his son play because he was incarcerated. And instead of taking a negative situation, because too many times you hear people tell the narrative, well, his father's in prison. That's why he did something bad. That's why he didn't do that. He's just following in those footsteps. Folks, that's not the case here for Antonio Coleman. A 3.8 GPA here at Saraland High School. His father just talked about the importance of education. And we were talking, I know, Antonio, going to Alabama here. Your only uh, classification, you don't graduate until... You look at 2025, I mean, you're only a junior defensive lineman, but when you hear your father talk about the importance of education, what does that mean to you? Uh, it makes me it makes me feel like my dad wants me to be uh, more than just a football athlete. He wants me to be a, a person, a good person in football and outside of football. And like I said, it makes me feel like he cares about me. You've had an opportunity, again, to, to probably read the clippings. I don't know if they popped in the videotape of when they played at Shaw or when they played uh, collegiately, but you have uncle, you have father, again, tremendous football athletes, one that went to Shaw slash Davidson because Shaw, of course, wound up closing, so Jermaine had to go ahead and transfer and graduated a Davidson Warrior, and Tony graduated as a Shaw Rebel. But when you hear and see the links, the video, or the paper clippings, I'm going to ask it now. Who is a better football player at that stage? Is it you? Is it 
your uncle Jermaine or is it your father Tony? I mean, we talk about it. We talk about it all the time. All the time. Uh, it's definitely me. I feel like I get off the ball quick, just strong in almost any situation you can put me in. So I definitely feel like it's me. I love the fact you got to have that confidence in that swag. Now, folks, if you can see the way dad is looking at son right now, it's something special because dad's like, there's no way that my son would be a better player than I was in high school. And I know Jermaine, he held his own too. Folks, Jermaine Rogers from the Mobile Police Department Homicide Division is someone I had an opportunity to coach in middle school and had a chance to watch him play for Anthony Schamberger when Coach Schamberger was coaching middle school. Of course, Coach Schamberger's son now playing for Spanish Fort as the quarterback. So I know that it's fun. Jermaine, when you get a chance, Sarah Land recently played Spanish Fort to see one of your former coaches who coached you in middle school to see his son on the other side doing positive things but I know you couldn't help but to say look my nephew coming to bust you up my nephew's coming to bust your son up so you, you better get ready for it oh definitely definitely uh, I was hoping to see coach Sham uh, at the game tonight uh, but of course I mean, it was a packed house great environment out there at Spanish Fort and I mean I love football of course the whole family love football but I think a lot of people maybe some do or don't know of course uh, I have a family full of D linemen so our younger brother which is like 6'3", 350. He played defense line at West Alabama. Of course, Big Tony played at Jackson State. Tony, of course, is still in high school uh, playing D-line. We also have a cousin, Noah. He graduated from St. Paul, uh, Ryan Johnson. He was a five-star defense lineman, came out, went to Stanford. You know, not everybody can get accepted to go to Stanford. So you have to have the brains and athletics to get there, and he did. Latoni got the same thing, the same opportunity. And whenever we talk about who's the best D lineman, Tony talk about it all the time. Am I the best uh, recruit in our family or not? Because those are conversations that we have. We're competitive. And uh, I had to give it to him the other day and say, "Yeah, you got it. Now. <laughs> you know, you got the juice." <laughs> so <laughs> when, when you do see Jermaine him make that ultimate decision to play for Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide. I know it wouldn't have mattered where he decided to go, whether it had been Clemson or Auburn or Alabama. It really wouldn't, South Alabama. It wouldn't have mattered to have an opportunity to further and get that free education. But when you do go to Tuscaloosa, you do see that environment. You know the history of the Crimson Tide. How does that make you feel as his uncle, knowing that you can yell Roll Tide a little bit louder than everybody else? (laughs) I've never yelled Roll Tide before until he committed. Never. Even his dad hadn't. But whatever decision that he made, like I tell him, I, I'm not going to be there when you go to college to live there where you live. I'll still be living in Mobile, Alabama. Wherever you decide, that's where you're going to be living. Make sure that your time spent is where you want to spend it at. So we can't make that decision for him. Big Tony, you said you've never yelled Roll Tide either. I know that having a chance to see your son here within the next couple of years step on to that campus in Tuscaloosa, it'll give you a chance to yell Roll Tide, and thank you, son, for doing what you needed to do. Yeah. Like Jermaine said, I never yell Roll Tide. I'm an Auburn fan. But um, after the year 2025, I will be rooting for Alabama. It'll be all Roll Tide. But I grew up an Auburn fan. But me, personally, I wanted my son to go to Alabama rather than Auburn. Even though I'm an Auburn fan, I would rather see him at Alabama. I don't know how strange that might sound, but that's why I want to see my son at Tony, when you do look at the life lessons learned, 
when you talked to your father when he was incarcerated, I, I know sometimes you can use those words that are given as strength and as motivation. What biggest motivation has your father given you? What words of wisdom will always stick with you knowing that, okay, Pops, I, I hear that and that rings true each and every day of my life? I got to think. Let me see. That's a tough question to think about. It because is. when you when you know. I'm told so much. So. Just that one thing. Let me ask you this. We'll, we'll go this route with it. If there's something that he says from a football standpoint. Because your father, a big man, big defensive lineman, had an opportunity to play the same position that you do and that you have. Is there something from an advice standpoint, from a technique standpoint, or from a mental standpoint, how to play the game mentally that he's helped you with? Well, actually, uh, Jermaine and my dad have uh, helped me with staying low. They stay on me by staying low. Uh, last year, uh, I was high as a kite. So, you know, this year I've been definitely working on staying low, and it's going to stick with me for, throughout uh, the rest of my high school career and college career. Staying low defensively, exploding off of the football have allowed you to be one of the tremendous and premier defensive tackles, not only here in the state of Alabama, but nationally as well. You win a state championship a year ago with the Saraland Spartans. What did that, did that feel the way you felt it would winning the state championship, making it to the pinnacle there as a sophomore? Uh, it, it actually, it, it did. Uh, I mean, it felt like a movie, uh, being, at Auburn, uh, Jordan Harris Stadium, playing that football game. It, it didn't feel real at all. The day after I woke up at home, it just felt like a regular day. So it felt like I had just uh, lived in a, in a dream, a movie. Speaking of a movie, you guys are trying to, to make another movie. You're in right. the process of making another movie. What advice has Coach Kelly given you all so far that you've listened to, take heed to, and is ultimately allowing you guys to, to try to go back to back? Well, uh, the main thing Coach Kelly uh, I always say uh, is have a uh, poise. Uh, don't don't never get displacing. Uh, just because of what you did last year is that's not. Don't expect that to be the same results uh, this year. Uh, he always tells us uh, the man climb up the up the mountain is always hungrier than the person on top of the mountain. So, uh, but some from some from my standpoint that helped me keep going and uh is staying uh uncomfortable uh you got to stay uncomfortable because if you ever get comfortable you giving uh, other opponents chance to uh, chances to catch up to you and you never want to let that happen I love that phrase yeah, stay, <laughs> stay uncomfortable stay oh, uncomfortable man. and you can use it. that in life too Jermaine because one of the things that I know you see on the daily basis are the uncomfortable situations that people are put in that's and correct. you can use that as motivation for yourself to to teach young people like your nephew so we don't have that problem to where you're not dealing with a 16, 17, 18-year-old committing murder and putting their life in jeopardy in someone else's life and changing those two lives. And I know, Jermaine, I couldn't be prouder and happier that the, the path and, and everything that you've used, you, you say, and staying uncomfortable. It's one of those situations that you and your brothers bond that you talked about for every single day you talked to him, you communicated with him. That just goes to show how close knit this family in this room continues to be. Right. 
uh, every single day. And the day that I told my brother that he was coming home early was the first time pretty much I heard him cry <laughs> the first time. Cause that was something that was emotional because man, to be honest with you, he wasn't supposed to see us. He wasn't supposed to see little Tony out when, until he was like 27 years old. And he's had the opportunity now, blessed with the opportunity now to see his son uh, play a football game, see him go through life, be able to go to a graduation. You know, those are the things a lot of people take for granted now that's out and they're doing the wrong things. Like I tell people all the time, I say, once you go to jail or you go to prison, somebody else is going to be raising your child. Do you want to be there or do you want somebody else to be there? Uh, Big Tony has a chance now to make up for every all the 15 years that he's, you know, that he's been incarcerated. So um, he has the time to uh, make up and, and and we're here for it. Big Tony, I, I want to talk to you about what it means to you. We, at the beginning of the show, talk about you having a chance to see your son play the first ever football game for yourself with his career. And knowing with Jermaine and, and little Tony keeping you posted on how he was doing, on winning that state championship, did he play the way that you had envisioned not being able to see it for yourself without your own eyeballs, now you get a chance to see it for yourself. Is it what you thought it would be? It was better than what I thought it was be because I, I thought it was going to be because I always told him, you're going to dominate people just all genetics. You're going to be bigger and stronger than people anyway. But when he played with school called Lipscomb, Lipscomb. when he played Lipscomb and he played against a, a, a national ranked team, it showed me like, yeah, he... He really liked that. He really liked that because I feel like he gonna go through school and dominate people majority of the time because of his size and his strength. But to see what he did that first game, my first game seeing him, I had to congratulate him and tell him like, man, you a lot better than I thought you were. For those that are listening and you have advice for those who are listening, Tony, what advice would you give to those young student athletes like your son, who are listening, who, who've had or will have an opportunity to go on and play college football or not even play college football. And just like you said, with yourself, life after football, what advice would you give to the young people? My best advice I can give the kids in sports is take advantage of a free education. Take advantage of your youth. And I know everybody got dreams of going to the NFL, but take that free education and get you a degree with it. Don't wait till you four years in college and you so far behind in classes and NFL is not calling you and now you're forced to pay for your lunch. You're forced to pay for school. So take advantage of a free education. Take advantage of everything you can get as a youth. Don't get older and look back. Like My biggest regret is I didn't take advantage of a four-year education at Jackson State. I hung out and just assumed that Everybody go to the NFL, which that's rare. It's rare to have a NFL career that will sustain you for the rest of your life. That's very rare. And the thing I can tell you, say to these athletes is take advantage of your education. That's something that can never be taken from you. Take advantage of a free education. What you've learned from the mistakes that you've made in life, what would you tell young people who are heading down that wrong road who are making those decisions 
that aren't going to benefit themselves or their families in the long run? It, no matter what you do in life, it's going to come back on. What you do in a dog going to come to life. I never seen I never seen a retired drug though. Mm. Never. I never seen somebody just decide one day I'm gonna quit. It's either jail or you're gonna die. And I was honestly, I was blessed to go to prison. I was blessed because when I came home, the majority of the guys in my circle, they were all dead or in prison. And I just look at it like I'm blessed to be here. It's it's other places worse than prison. And the 15 and a half years I served in federal prison, I was blessed to have my brother and my son's mother in his life taking care of him and, and making sure he become the man he is today. I was blessed to have that support system out there. A lot of guys didn't have it. A lot of guys' brother not going to step up to help their brother's son out. And I was so blessed for him to have his mother in his life and his uncle. I, I was just blessed. Antonio, what does family mean to you? You see your dad here sitting next to you. You see your uncle sitting to the right of you. What What does family mean to you? Uh, family to me is just, you know, lessons learned. Uh, you know, it's just, just, just love. Just less love and lessons learned because without my dad, I would never learn. I would never uh, probably had the ambition to go out every day every uh, day and uh, get better to try to become a better person. Without my uncle, I'll probably be, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't know what I want to do. I, I wouldn't have no father figure to, you know, put keep me into the right track. Without my mom, I wouldn't know really right from wrong. So it's just, it just lessons, uh, just guidance. I just, family just mean a lot to me. Well, it has been a tremendous pleasure and privilege to sit and talk with Antonio Coleman, defensive lineman for the Saraland Spartans, verbally commits to the University of Alabama. Love to see his story. His story continues to be written. Just wanted to give everyone a little backstory on how Antonio Coleman became the hungry defensive lineman that he is, the dominant defensive lineman that he is. And it's in part due to the genes and the genetics of his father, Big Tony Rogers, the genes and the genetics of his uncle, Jermaine Rogers, and the wonderful guidance of his mother as well. And this is just a family story, folks, and it's a feel-good story. It's a feel-good story of a family who has different dynamics of life. You have a father who really loves his son, who had an opportunity to see his son play football for the first time ever in person three weeks ago. You have an uncle who has sat there and watched and raised Antonio Coleman instead and keeping his father posted every single day on the progress and the steps that Antonio Coleman has made. And Jermaine, I can't thank you enough for your service to the community and what you mean to the city of Mobile and watching you work your ranks up and continuing to watch you, Big Tony, come out and make a difference, not only in your son's life, to, but to so many others that can learn from your story, 
based on the success of what your son is doing because it is a success story. This is a success story, folks. It's something that a lot of people, all you see on Friday nights is Antonio Coleman dominate the opponent across the line of scrimmage from him. But there's a backstory and there's a human element story. And that's what I wanted to do here on the final drive is to introduce you to Jermaine Rogers and introduce you to Tony Rogers and let you know a little bit more about Antonio Coleman and what makes him and motivates him these last 16 years. So guys, it's been a privilege joining you here on the final drive. I look forward to continuing to watch you, Antonio chase that second state championship at Sarah land high school and all the things that you have moving forward tony it's great to see you out making a difference jermaine it's great to see you all making a difference in the community as well and i can't thank you guys enough for having me and joining me here on the final drive all right thank you for having us thank you Gore.